thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, gorgeous listeners. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Wellness Women Radio. You're listening uh, into Dr. Ashley here. And I'm Andrea. And uh, you can find us on social media. Sorry, Ash, I'm going to cut you off there for a second. So uh, we are on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Women. Uh, on Instagram, we are The Wellness Women Official. I am Dr. Andrea.exo on Instagram and a period whisperer on Facebook. And Ashley is Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. So that's really nice and easy. Um, you may notice that um, Ash has a super sexy husky voice today and I am sounding pretty congested. Uh, Ladies, in an episode coming out shortly, we're going to be talking to you about more winter wellness tips, more ways to really support your immune system. Um, Her and I have been working too hard, so we're both under the weather. So we apologize for you know, I guess how we sound on the on the podcast today, um, but we're going to be talking about some really amazing things that have got us really excited, which is why we are, um, you know, still stressing our voices a little bit more. Um, so, Ash, what are we doing today? Well, we are talking to the gorgeous uh, lady, lovely Jordana Levin. She's a trained journalist, uh, which she calls herself a conscious cook, which I definitely want to know what that's all about. Um, <laughs> facilitator, a podcaster, and also a wellness spirituality blogger, not to mention yoga teacher, editor. This lady's got a lot of things under her belt. So uh, we definitely look forward to talking to her about just where her journey's been, how she got all of these little tags to her her life. Um, I guess today we're going to talk specifically about some of the wonderful things she's been publishing recently, including the amazing book, Make It Happen. So we are lovely to have you on the show today, Jordana. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Oh, well, thank you for having me. And I didn't even notice your raspy voices. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we hide it so well. <laughs> I was going to say, unless you just think we're always this, you know, subtly sexy. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, did. Um, I, I can guarantee that our regular audience is definitely going to notice it and they're going to be asking us about that too. They'll be like, what's going on there, ladies? So uh, that's why we have to bring attention to it. would be like the elephant in the room. Um, Jordana, I would love to know, how did you, so we're going to talk a lot about manifesting today, but how mm. did you get to, I guess, where you're going or where you're at right now? Can you unpack for us your journey to writing your current book and what led you to do that? Yeah. I mean, like you said in the intro, I've done a lot of things and I've got a lot of things under my belt and that's probably what has led me to this point. Um, I originally trained as a journalist. I had a love of writing. And I fell into food journalism, which is where the conscious cook comes from. Um, I did restaurant reviews and lots of food writing. And then I kind of got bored always being at my desk. And so I went and studied commercial cookery and I started um, developing recipes for magazines and cookbooks and did that for a really long time and like worked my way up the food publishing ladder. And then I got to the top and I was like, oh, this isn't at all what I thought it would be like. So I left. Um, I did my yoga teacher training. I started teaching meditation. Um, I had a lot of kind of spiritual awareness growing up. It was very much ingrained in me through my family. Um, but we also had, you know, my dad was very corporate. So I had this real kind of balance between spirituality and practicality. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that those two themes kind of weaved their way through not only my career and what I've ended up doing, but also just through the general way that I approach life. So about three years ago, I started running um, an event series in Sydney called Lunar Nights, which is um, basically an intention-setting event that um, is held on the new moon, which is the perfect time to set intentions, and it's all around manifestation. But the reason I think that it was so popular was that I have this way, and it's what I'm quite passionate about, about taking what can seem really kind of esoteric and spiritual and woo-woo and really bringing it back down to earth and making it really simple for people to understand. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where Make It Happen was birthed because I felt like there's all these teachings about manifestation and people put it in this basket of like, oh, that's too woo-woo for me or, you know, I I can't think positive thoughts all the time, you know, that's not right. Um, And I really wanted to show people that, anyone can manifest. In fact, we're all doing it every second of the day and we just don't even know we're doing it. Mm. I think that's a much nicer way to think about it because I know that um, when people think of manifestation, I think the first thing that they might think of is like the concept of the secret. I'm sure we've all heard of, you know, the book, The Secret, and we might've seen the the movie or whatever. But I think a lot of people have a bit of um, objection to that because it's almost like that that's spiritual materialism, right? It's like, I want a Ferrari. I'm going to bring that about without any kind of um, essence to that. And it's, um, it's just so materialistic. Whereas I like what you were saying about the fact that we're doing this every second of the day. We might just be doing it subconsciously. Mm. Um, and I love that in the write-up um, that we were sent that originally for you, you thought you were psychic, right? Yeah. Tell me more <laughs> about that. Yeah, well, I thought I was psychic. My my mum's actually psychic, but I thought I was psychic because I would think things 
predict and then they would come true. And I'd be like, oh my God, I totally predicted that. How did I do that? <laughs> but what I, what I realized over time is that I wasn't predicting it. I was actually creating it. I was manifesting it. I'd like, and it was usually something quite negative. So like I'd worry about something and I'd be thinking about it over and over and over again. I'd have anxious thoughts and then I'd start to put feeling behind it. And then I'd subconsciously take action towards it. And I'd believe in every bone of my body that it was going to happen. And then it would. And that's, that's how it played out for a large part of my 20s. Um, and it was only when I kind of looked back on it. In retrospect, I was like, well, hang on a second. I think I'm actually creating these things. And if I can do it with the negative stuff, I reckon I could probably do it with the positive stuff as well. Janine, can you give me an example of some of the, um, the things that you were creating um, yeah, <laughs> the not so good things that I was creating. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I went through, um, like I said, I worked in publishing in my 20s and um, I was very gung-ho at it and I just thought that I could work myself into the ground and that I would survive it, which I just absolutely didn't. Um, but I was constantly injuring myself, not because I was clumsy but just because it was almost like these big massive red flags that were being sent to me going hey you know you really need to slow down for me it was a series of shoulder dislocations um wow. I broke my foot at one point like in really silly ways not like skiing down a mountain but like slipping on a piece of paper in the foyer of my apartment building like really boring <laughs> really boring accidents but it was stuff like that over and over again um things with relationships uh yeah and and I think when people really stop and think about it they could probably um they could probably pinpoint some moments in their life too where they can see that what they've been doing whether it's the thoughts that they're having or the actions that they're taking or the things that they're feeling are actually impacting what's playing out in their lives that's amazing too because we've, we've talked about like yes ideas like this before and how each of us has brought things into our life and how we have to be so careful about what you wish for because sometimes it's the way you wish for it that actually brings about that and you mentioned things like you know those silly accidents I know you know, a busy person might say oh, I just really need a break and then they literally break their leg you know it's not the break they intended but they got the break you know they got they physically got a break but literally got a break as well um, and so we have to be so careful about those intentions. And I think that's where, you know, you said that this idea that you thought you were psychic. And I think a lot of us in some strange way are psychic because like you said, the amount of energy, emotion, intention you put behind a thought or a feeling uh, is going to determine, uh, I guess, the outcome. So where would you, are you for ladies who sometimes find that I, I can't make this happen, I'm just an unlucky person. I guess I, I took, because I know that I've had these conversations many times and that there was a certain stage in my 20s it must be something about the 20s um, I think it is it's you know, our the, learning decade <laughs> these light bulb moments that you really are bringing in this stuff into your life like you said relationships yeah. or just like the bad luck kind of stuff um mm. for anyone who's feeling like it they're just they're just unlucky they just get bad luck all the time where would you say how do you start to shift out of that bad luck experience okay well the th the first thing I want to say is that what I realized when I was writing this book, and it was never the intention of the book at the beginning, was that your level of self-worth and your ability to manifest are directly correlated. So in the areas of your life where you don't feel worthy or deserving, you're going to find it really tricky to make stuff happen there. But the areas of your life where, you know, you 
think you're completely worthy of the situation and the things that you're creating and you're absolutely deserving of that promotion or, you know, whatever it is, then you will find it really easy to manifest in those areas. And and I found that for me, I had really high self-worth when it came to the work that I do. Like I've never, ever struggled to get a job. I've always got clients. It's never been an issue for me. But when it comes to relationships or love, I really struggled for a very long time. And it was directly correlated with how worthy I thought I was of it. Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. So start there. That's that's an amazing starting point. So sorry. That is where I would start. Absolutely. And I think just having a look at the situation and going, okay, well, I want to create this thing. Do I when I think about it, do I actually feel worthy of it? And not just feel worthy of it, but do I think I'm worthy of it? And do I believe that it's possible that I can have it? Because if you're sitting there going, I really want to create this thing, but I don't actually believe that I can, well, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to. Mm, Okay. So you'll be sort of self-sabotaging it, uh, possibly unknowingly, if you don't really believe it. Ah, And Jordana, are there any other um, sort of, I guess, principles or laws with this area of manifestation Mm. that you want to share with us? Yeah. So in the book, I run everybody through um, what I call the manifestation equation. And okay. we, we basically learn it at the very beginning of the book and we use the equation the whole way through because it doesn't matter what you're manifesting, this four-part equation is used. So it took me a little while to work it out. There was a lot of trial and error. But basically, um, the equation goes thoughts plus feelings plus actions plus faith equals successful manifestation. Now, a lot of the manifestation texts that exist leave out the action piece. And that's basically the bit where you take responsibility for the things you want to create. It's like, think the good thoughts and feel the good feels and, you know, believe it's possible and it'll happen. And yeah, maybe like with little things, but with the really big things, you're going to have to actually get up off your ass and do something about it. And I think that a lot of people don't factor that in when it comes to manifesting. It kind of feels like a way that they can kind of just sit back and make things happen for themselves. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, And I guess that sort of buys into that sort of law of attraction that, um, for example, uh, if someone is wanting their ideal relationship, whatever that might be, and they're, you know, uh, they're thinking about it all the time and they're, you know, really feeling that, but if they're not actually leaving their couch, how are they physically going to be, you know, meeting someone? Um, and have you experienced that, um, as well, Jordana, could you give us some examples of, um, maybe, and I think a lot of our listeners really love this idea of, um, you know, creating that ideal relationship, for example, Mm. um, where that might've happened. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Story of my twenties. Um, (laughs) I've got this line in the book that's like, you know, women especially are so, um, intent on finding the partner, but they're actually actively not looking for them by sitting there in their apartment on a Friday night. You know, like Mm -hmm. you can, you can sit there in the lounge room and, you know, write your ideal list of traits and, you know, decide how you want to feel in a relationship and believe that it's possible. But if you don't leave the apartment, it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. Um, but when it comes to manifesting love, I actually, I actually think about it a little bit differently than um, a lot of people have heard when it comes to manifestation. A lot of people say, write a list of traits for your ideal partner and women, you know, sit down and they write this long list of everything that this ideal guy has to have. And I just think that that can be completely fraught because 
what happens is we start to set up parameters and boundaries for what we think is possible for us and we don't factor in the things that we maybe have not considered before but actually could be the best thing for us and in our highest interest. So what I tend to encourage women to do, and this is what I've started doing and it's working for me at the moment, is um, to really tap into the feelings and write a list of how you want to feel in a relationship rather than how you want this person to make you feel or what particular traits they have to have, whether they're physical or whether they're emotional traits. It doesn't really matter as long as you're feeling how you want to feel in a relationship. And that's what's going to create what we call the law of vibration. So create a vibration and a frequency around you. Because for me, and it goes back to self-worth again, I would much rather women are concentrating on um, vibrating at a high frequency for them and being so in line with their truth and their authenticity and the things that are meant for them are attracted to them than them working out what they want to create over there and trying to vibrate on that frequency. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's so much more beneficial to work on your own authenticity and feeling whole and complete. Oh, that makes so much sense. I think that's great <gasps> advice for anybody. Absolutely. And that happens to a lot of things in our life, doesn't it? We uh, set ourselves up to chase something and it's that constant chase that leaves us disappointed and then all of a sudden it's, you know, that story of someone saying and then I went overseas and, you know, I threw it all away and I sold my stuff and all of a sudden I met the man of my dreams. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of my story too and I just I smile because I smile because of that idea that when you let go of what you think you are supposed to have somehow, um, you actually open yourselves up to the possibilities, like you said, the vibrations that are sitting there that are often, you know, resonating at a high level than you might have anticipated um, and you can attract those things and it's a beautiful idea that it's the letting go the surrender of, uh, of self sometimes and that's the that's the faith part of the equation <laughs> it's like can I have faith that what is in my highest interest will come to me will be attracted to me not that I have to hold on so tightly to this thing that I think is my highest interest, but I actually have no idea what it is. It's like having faith that you are being fully supported and that what is meant for you will come to you. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I know it just being, uh, it's just been a new moon. Is that right? Um, it's today. In- oh, it's oh, today. Well, oh my God. I don't know when this is all happening, but yes, it's today. It's tonight. How yeah. perfect is that? That is uh, so perfect. amazing divine timing. <laughs> so with that in mind, um, what sort of advice do you give to women in regards to that kind of lunar creation that Ashley mm. was talking about before? I think what's so beautiful about following the lunar cycle is that it is a natural cycle within the universe mm-hmm. and the universe is full of cyclical energy. So whether it's the moon or the sun rising and setting every day or women's menstrual cycles or the seasons or, you know, we could just keep listing cycles. There's plenty of them, the breath, the inhale and the exhale. It reminds us of the ebb and the flow and the way that things work in the world. So when things aren't necessarily going our way, when we can tap into the cycles of the universe, we know that we're, if we're in a moment of ebb or a moment of contraction, it's likely because that's how the universe works that it will be followed by flow or by expansion. And so the lunar cycle is this really beautiful monthly reminder of these cycles. 
you know, it's a 29-day lunar cycle. We start with a new moon. The new moon is very kind of action-orientated. It's very yang in energy. It's when we set our intentions. It's when we can create. It's a beautiful time to brainstorm. Then we move through the first 14 days. We move through the waxing part of the lunar cycle and we hit a full moon. And that's when everyone feels a little bit like, crazy but what's happening is we're moving from that yang energy that proactive energy into a more yin state into a more passive state and what the cycle is asking us to do is for the next 14 days from full moon to new moon is to rest and let go and surrender and when you look at the bigger picture like if you look at the seasons we're doing the exact same thing we're doing the yang stuff through summer and spring and summer and then we're moving into hibernation through autumn and winter so the lunar cycle for me was a monthly reminder not only to set intentions and try my best at manifestation through those first 14 days of a waxing period but to be able to let go and release and have non-attachment when it came from the full moon around to the new moon again in the last 14 days yeah awesome beautiful it is really awesome and it reminds us of opportunity doesn't it is idea that um nothing's set in stone just like the season just like the moon it comes it goes and in all essences of our life and every aspect we get that opportunity but sometimes we get so stuck in our headspace that we don't allow ourselves to seek or to see opportunity um when you i guess when you take some of these wonderful classes that you run what sort of things do the women walk away with i guess there's ideas that we can manifest i mean that's that's an amazing part of it but how because you said that that sometimes we don't know what our highest um needs are because we think we already know what we need how break through that because i always think it's like the glass ceiling you know it's like that idea that i'm only worth this much and i'll only ever earn this much because that's my job as opposed to gosh there's a million jobs out there i could get any of them and i could triple my income in a single year and most people go that's best because it seems too too far how do you break that glass ceiling for women who was sort of Ah. caught in that space yeah, definitely. It's a big part of it. We do mm. we do different things at different, um, depending on what the moon's doing, I try and keep in theme with the moon. But what it comes down to most of the time is our limiting beliefs. And we all have these limiting beliefs about our earning potential or our skill set or how much we can be loved or who we can love or who can love us, you know. Um, and limiting beliefs really are just a series of thoughts that we've had over and over again until we believe them to be gospel. And most of the time, like 85% of the time, they're not even true. So what I ask women to do is just identify them and bring awareness to them because I think so often we're just running this belief system over and over and over again and we don't even have the time to stop and observe it and go, oh, well, hang on, I I don't actually think that's true. I don't actually think I believe that, but that's how I've been living my life. So yeah, it's a lot of self-work. And at the end of the day, like I said before, everything that I do around manifestation is getting women to value themselves more because when we can value ourselves and see our worth, then we do believe that anything's possible for us. 
And that's such an interesting reflection, isn't it? Because it doesn't come down to what you look like or how much money you have or where you're born or how wealthy your family are or which school you went to or any of those things. None of that matters when it comes down to that value of of self. And if you can build that up, you are unstoppable. And that's why we see these incredible success stories of women telling us that, you know, they were born here or they lived in a, a, you know, housing commission and, you know, they got out by doing this, this, and this. And that's the, the key part of your, I guess, your beautiful, um, you know, four part there is that it's the action. Um, it wasn't enough just to have self-worth. How do you help women who are, I guess, sometimes we get stuck in mud. We, we fear action because action is scary. How do you get past that? Yeah, action is really scary. I say to people, all you have to do is move. So it doesn't matter. If something feels too big, if the action step feels too big, go smaller. And if that feels too big, go smaller again. And if that's it, you get get where I'm going with this. But do something because when we stay stuck from an energetic point of view, but also from a practical point of view, we're not moving anything around. So if if you're not happy with the situation, you got to move it. So for me, it can be something really practical as going for a walk or going to a yoga class and moving stuff around. Last year, it was me putting everything into a storage container and moving out of my apartment. So it was a little bit more dramatic for me last year. But just moving the energy because if the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again, at some point you have to take responsibility for it. Mm. And responsibility when it comes to action is our ability to respond. So it's like this isn't working, what can I do differently? So rather than complaining about stuff not happening... it's so true isn't it we often get those moments in our life where we just feel like complaining it's just not fair this is always happening to me it's just like oh my god you know guy guy troubles it's uh, oh the guys are always like this they always do this all guys are the same or you know sorry these are like these are stories these are stories that we tell ourselves yeah and we've all got them we've got our love stories that we tell ourselves we've got our money stories that we tell ourselves I've rewritten my money story that many times because I was running this really weird story that was written really by my parents and the people I went to school with and maybe people on television I don't know who wrote that money story but it was terrible and we have stories about every area of our lives and we just tell we just tell them to ourselves over and over again and that reinforces that uh, belief structure doesn't it and thereby the challenge of manifesting the new and the wanted because we can't let go of the story that's not serving us yeah what sort of things do you do to release because I think you know a big part of that self-worth is releasing and letting go how do you help women through the challenge of yeah because that's that can be sometimes the most uncomfortable part is actually you know taking off (laughs) the jacket and stripping down to the bareness of who we are and looking in the mirror and that uh, that truth, that honesty can be really confronting. Um, where do you start with women helping them to release? Because you can't build before you can release based on what I've read from, you know, your work here. That, uh, that sounds like an integral part of the piece. Yeah, it is. And I think the release and letting go um, work is under the faith part of the equation that's where I really talk about it and I think you know what what's behind our inability to let go of something and release something is essentially fear it's fear of the unknown it's fear of what what will happen if I let go I don't I don't know so what I say to people is the what what can suppress fear more than anything more than love more than, you know, avoidance, which is what a lot of us do when it comes to fear, is having faith. 
and he's got and it's going okay I'm this isn't working for me so I'm going to let go and I'm going to release it and believe like I keep saying that what is in my highest interest will replace it and I think yeah it takes practice I think faith is one of the hardest things to teach people but that's why I keep coming back to those universal cycles and and say you know everything is energy everything is energy so if you let go of something what what's going to happen according to every single natural cycle within the universe is that it's going to flow back in yeah so if you're letting go of a lack mentality you're going to flow back in with abundance it's this idea of the polarities that create a wholeness and a completeness. Oh, I love that. Um, mm. There's so many amazing quotes that we're going to be able to, <laughs> to use after this, which is brilliant. Jordana, who should read your book? Oh, everyone should read my book. Yes, it's, I um, agree. <laughs> yes, it's, well, look, this is the thing about the book. So I feel like if people have been listening to this, they'll understand that I'm not a woo-woo hippie spiritual gal. I mean, mm. I, I, am, I am very spiritual, but I'm also very practical um, and I'm very Virgo. So I have written the book in a way that anybody, whether they believe in manifestation or not, will be able to take something away from this book. It's very light. It's a very easy read. And without tooting my own horn, it's very funny. So the idea is that people can laugh and relate to it. There's lots of personal story in there. And I'm hoping that people are able to connect with that so that they're able to take the teachings of the book and apply it to their own lives. Oh, beautiful. Um, Jordana, where can our listeners find out more about you? They best place to hang out with me is on Instagram. I'm very mm-hmm. active on there. Um, my Instagram is Jordana Levine. Um, they can find me on my website, which is jordanalevine.com. Um, and I also host two podcast shows if people like the sound of my voice um, <laughs> the Inspired Table podcast and also um, The Middle with my friend Holly as a party. Oh, awesome. And what sort of stuff do you cover on your podcasts? So The Middle is an interesting new podcast that we started doing. It's doing really well. It's basically meeting people in the middle. So we talk about really spiritual things and we also talk about reality television and really trashy things. And it's just saying, you know, there shouldn't be a stigma for either of those. You can be both and you can embrace both and that's absolutely okay. Um, So that's the middle. And then the Inspired Table um, is interviews with inspiring people and I also do new moon and full moon synopsis every two weeks on there. So just packing apart the energy of the moon. Awesome. All right, ladies, make sure you check that out, please. Oh, Jordana, it's been so lovely to connect with you today and see your beautiful backdrop there um, for oh, you listeners. You. I know you can't see it, but she's sitting there in the beautiful tropics of Byron Bay um, and we are super jealous. <laughs> um, and so thanks so much for coming on Wellness Women Radio. Ladies, we will post all of the links where you can find out more about Jordana uh, uh, below. But ladies, you've been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar on women's health and until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.